This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey listeners, welcome back to Joyful Courage, a conscious parenting podcast. I am so happy you're here, tuning in, listening, and finding value in what I have to share. This podcast is all about being authentic and real on the messy, messy journey of parenting. And you know I don't hold back. Whether I am speaking to you on a solo show or in an interview, my goal is always to provide value and transparency. Because even when we know all the things, This path is full of curveballs. Things go sideways, the narrative changes, and I want to be a voice for you and for myself that says everything's going to be okay. Thank you so much for walking alongside of me. Hi, listeners. My guest today is Tanya Dalton. Tanya is a productivity expert, writer, speaker, and founder of Inkwell Press Productivity Company, a company centered around productivity tools and training. She released her book, The Joy of Missing Out, on October 1st. She's going to share a little bit about her book with us. Tanya is also the mother of two teenagers and really knows what it means to be the leader of a family. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Well, you, that was not a huge intro. I know there's more that we want to know about you. (laughs) Will you please share with the listeners a little bit about your journey of doing what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Because as you mentioned, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a podcaster and an author, and I'm a recovering perfectionist. So, oh, hi. I <laughs> yes, see you. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, I uh I've I've been on a, a journey of uh productivity for for years and years now, and really one of the things I'm most excited about with chatting with you is really how we use our productivity to allow us to focus more time with our families, how we use our productivity to really instill you know, those kinds of um, project management and the things that really help our kids flourish and grow as they become adults. And so that's what really excites me about our conversation today is that um, I feel like so often people feel like productivity is one of those things that's just 
you know, something for the office space. And really, I truly believe we want to be productive in all areas. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to impart some of those things, those lessons that we've learned onto our children. And so I've been doing that for years, you know, working with my kids, you know, I've had started my first business back when they were, were really little playing at my feet. And so they've been a big part of the journey. They they have been a big part of the business that I've grown. Uh, we really do run it as a family-first company. And so uh, it's it's really great to be able to chat with you about all of that. Yeah. And your book, from what I've heard about your book, it inspires women to reject the pressure to do more, be more, and achieve more. Yes. And this message really runs contrary to the way that so many women are presenting themselves to the world. I'm thinking mm-hmm. social media, posting yep. pictures of our high achieving kids and our perfectly designed home spaces and our organic made from scratch meals. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, and we all know like, okay, this is just a frame and there's mm-hmm. probably a shit show going on outside of the frame. And yet we're still looking at these pictures and comparing ourselves and feeling, you know, less than often. What are you hearing from women about your message of slowing down and doing less? I think women feel like it's this like really nice breath of fresh air. Like Mm -hmm. what I've heard from several women is I love, it feels like a permission slip. Like I feel like I have permission to just stop chasing my tail, you know, and running around busy. I think there really is in society today, this glorification of busy that we think we are supposed to be busy. If we are not busy, we are somehow failing, that we're not doing enough. We're not being enough. We're not enough in general. And I think that's really kind of an issue that's going on right now because I see it. I see it on notepads. I see it on posters. I see it on notebooks and coffee mugs. I am so very busy And I think to myself, you know, what does that really mean to be busy? It really just means we're chasing our tail, running ourselves ragged. And it doesn't mean we're really doing anything of importance. It doesn't really mean that the work we're doing on a daily basis is fulfilling. We're filling our calendars, but we're not really filling our souls. And I think we forget that we need to be taking care of ourselves, taking care of our family, and really, you know, working towards our best lives. Instead of worrying about checking a thousand things off our to-do list, Let's worry about checking, you know, two or three important tasks off our list and really using our time to focus in on what matters most. And for many of us, that's our families, our kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really refreshing because so many people have looked at this book as being more than just a book. It's like a movement. Like, let's let go of busy. Let's just release that and say, it's okay not to be busy. It's okay not to be perfect for crying out loud. Let's Mm -hmm. embrace our beautifully imperfect selves because, you know, we're setting ourselves up to these standards that are not just unachievable, but they're unlivable. They're not really what we want, but it's what we think we are supposed to want because that's what we see. Well, and I was just listening to another podcast. I love Armchair Expert, Uh (laughs) Jack Shepard's podcast, Mm -hmm. and he was talking with another actor and- Uh, they were just talking about how, you know, setting goals for them was about, oh, when I'm an actor, I'm going to be so happy and everything's going to be great. And then finding that they've reached those goals, but they're still living inside of not enoughness and disappointment. And I think that, you know, and I can't even tell you, especially on the parenting journey, like I just did an explore call with a potential client and she was sharing with me about the struggles that she's having and just this feeling of, I didn't know it was going to feel like this. This is hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think 
there is this crazy continuum or not even a continuum, but this expectation of like, do it all, you know, show up for your kids, show up for your friends, show up for your community, show up if you work outside of the home. But then there's also this cry out that's like self-care and mindfulness and being present in the moment. And it's like these two, Mm -hmm. they're very contrarian, right? They are. are. And, you know, even as I say that, I realize too, like how well, the mindfulness piece just feeds everything. It just makes everything better. And I think it's a, a practice that can help us loosen up on the other end of the continuum around like, oh, I have to, you know, all the have tos. Yes. Oh, right? well, we're, we're always shooting on ourselves, right? Yeah, we're like, totally. oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Oh, I should have done this. We're constantly yeah. shooting on ourselves. And right. I think I think because we're doing that, we're not really living up to the life that we really want. We're living up to the life we think we're supposed to want or the life that everyone else expects of us, right? right? Instead of doing the things that really matter most to us. I like to tell people that I'm a productivity expert, which means I get them in the door. I go, come over here. We're talking about productivity. And then they come in and I go, it's really about mindful living. It's Mm. really about living with intention. That is what true productivity is. True productivity is not about doing more. It's about doing what is most important. Mm -hmm. And that means doing fewer things. It means focusing on the things that truly matter most and being fully present, being fully engaged, because really that's when we begin to see growth. That's when we begin to see movement in the direction we really want to go. We have to let go of that someday syndrome. You know, someday when I lose 10 pounds, I'll be happy. Someday when I'm an actor, I'll be happy. Someday when I do X, Y, or Z, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, that... That's the problem right now I have with goals is the goal is is the destination. There's a whole journey to get mm-hmm. you there. Let's let's find some joy in that journey. Let's let's remember that life is meant to be enjoyed, not just endured. Right. And, you know, because we're, you know, in the context of parenting, we are mm-hmm. living inside of human relationships. Yes. It's not always <laughs> rainbows and unicorns. Right. No, and my listeners teenager. know. Yeah. My <laughs> listeners know I'm I'm pretty transparent in um, you know, what's going on for me on my journey. Um, and it has been, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough. And I've had to evaluate, reevaluate what it means to be deeply patient and mm-hmm. slowing down, as well as releasing the narrative that I was holding for my child. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed 
to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Yes. Well, and the story that we hold for ourselves, I I talk about this in the book, this idea of these stories that we tell ourselves. A good mom always does this. A good good mother always does that, or she Mm -hmm. never does this. A good wife does this. We hold ourselves to these impossibly high standards of what is good and what is bad, and it's very black or white, and that is really unattainable. In fact, we would never hold anyone else up to these expectations And the problem is a lot of these stories that we tell ourselves about what it means to be a good mom Mm -hmm. really is steeped in other people's beliefs. It's things that society tells us that we should be doing. Again, it's that idea of shoulding, right? Right. That that we should be doing this. A good mom always has, you know, an organically prepared meal on the table every night on time. A good mom never snaps at her kids. A good mom, you know, does Mm -hmm. all these things. And it's like, listen, we're human. We're going to get impatient. We're going to get frustrated. Every time you think you got the parenting thing down, it changes. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah. just doing our best to keep up with it, right? Yeah. And so I think this is the thing is we have to let go a lot of these old stories that we're telling ourselves of, of what it really looks like to be a good mom or what, it ne- what a good mom never does. That's just as strong, I think. Yeah. So letting go of some of those expectations and really leaning into who we really are and who we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I find that you know people often will come to me for parent coaching and want to talk about the challenges that their kids are having, which is super valid. And, you know, there are tools and strategies and routines and things that we put into place for our family to work together better and build resiliency. But really the conversation comes to exactly what you're saying. Like, what are our beliefs? What beliefs are we holding about ourselves? Mm -hmm. What is the baggage that we've brought into this process and the conditioning that we've brought into this process? And how is it 
you know, leading the charge. I think so many of us are living in a way that we're not necessarily tuning, like questioning our own responses to the world or our own reactions to the world. And it starts to get really interesting, I think, when we look at like, wow, why is it that that thing really bothers me? Why is it that when they say this, I can feel triggered, but over here, even like kid to kid, I mean, you have more than one kid, you know, Yes. You know, I think it's, it's, we'd like to say like, oh no, we treat our kids the same and blah, 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 blah. And it's bullshit. Right. Because. Yeah. And we really don't want to treat our kids the same, right? Our kids are unique individuals and each one has different wants and needs and ways that they're loved and, and things that they, they require. Yeah. And they, you know, they tap into different parts of, you know, stored Mm -hmm. away stuff that Mm -hmm. is, I mean, really surprising, startling. (laughs) But I think it's so awesome when we wake up and say like, you know what, I'm going to get curious about how I'm responding to life today. Right. We need to question it. We need to question it. We need to stop just staying on the path because this is the path that's in front of me. You know, it's it's called a comfort zone because it's comfortable. It's good to stray and and to get out of your comfort zone and to ask yourself, is this really the the path I want? Is this really the the way I want to parent? Is this really the the life I want to lead? And to step outside of yourself and question those things. How am I doing as a parent? I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times we ask ourselves, oh gosh, am I a good parent? Just the fact that you ask that question, am I a good parent, mm-hmm. means you're a good parent. It means yeah. you care. It means right. that you want to do better, which right. I think are signs that we're good parents. Well, and I love that too, because, you know, and my listeners hear me say this all the time, the messiness isn't an indication that you're doing something wrong. Yes. Right? So and true. I, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I come back to that over and over again in my own practice. And when we're looking at like, is this the life I want to live? So often we like take that and put it on the other people in our lives. Well, if they would just do this and this person would just do this and these external things would change, then I'd be living the life that I want. And it's such an inside job. But I would love to hear from you. Like, where have you on your journey, where have you let go of expectations? Where have you shifted in your story? So I'd love to just kind of hear from your personal experience of doing your work. Well, as I mentioned, I am a recovering perfectionist. So it's a work in progress to continually remind myself that I'm not going to be perfect. And in fact, by not being perfect, by, you know, letting that facade of perfectionism crumble aside, it allows me to let people in. It allows other women, other mothers to see in on my journey and to see that, you know, there are things that are easy and things that are great. And there are things that are really, really hard. But wait a minute, you wrote the book, Tanya. Come on, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, this is the thing is, is no one is truly got it all together. None of us truly have it all together all of the time. And so I think really when we let go of those facades of perfection, it allows other women into our circle. But I also truly believe it allows our children into our circle. Mm. I think that one of the things that we do as mothers is we think we have to be the cruise director. We have to direct everyone on where they need to go. We need to lift everybody up. We need to be the one who always takes care of everyone else. Yeah, we're Julie. We're Julie. Right? We're Julie, the cruise director. That's exactly (laughs) right. But here's the thing. I really believe that when you let your children lift you up, when you Mm. allow your children to see that you do not always have it all together, that you are not perfect, you allow them into your circle. You allow them to feel more a part of the team. I mean, if you think about it, 
allowing other people to lift you up is a gift you can give. Mm. Anytime that you get to lift a friend up who needs a little bit of help, who needs a little bit of assistance, we we always feel good about that, don't we? Don't we love helping our friends? Totally. So allowing other people to lift us up is a gift. And that really does include your children. It does bring them into the team because they feel like they're a contributing member. And I think so often we think that we have to have it all together because if mama lets it, you know, lets lets the crack show, the whole show's going to fall apart. And it's not true. It's an opportunity to allow your children to step up to the plate. It's an opportunity to let your significant other or your spouse or, or whoever it is in your life to come in and help you and add assistance to your life. And I really think this is one of the things where productivity does play an important role, you know, allowing people in to know what your systems are, to allow them into your weekly planning. Hey, in case you missed the email or the social media posts, I am taking advantage of the holiday shopping season with my own Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday offering. Yes, I have pulled a couple of my programs out of the vault and bundled them together for you to enjoy. The first is perfect for those of you with school-aged kids. It's my three-part Journey to Joy program, which allows you to go inward and really explore what's getting in the way of showing up as the parent you wanna be. Also the Chaos to Calm program, which is a four-part training to identify areas, times of day that really could be tightened up through routines and systems that allow for contribution and collaboration. And finally, the Family Meeting eCourse, which is a six-week program that guides you through the steps of creating a sustainable family meeting routine with your people. These three programs separately would run you close to $100. But through Friday, the 6th of December, this Friday coming up, you can get all three for as low as $59. I'm also offering the entire teen audio summit at a discounted price of $39, which is 20% off the normal price. Or you can get the three program bundle and the teen summit for as low as $79. So there's lots to choose from, my friends. There's so much to choose from. If you are interested and you want to find out more, head over to joyfulcourage.com slash holiday sale. All one word. That's joyfulcourage.com slash holiday sale. You know that I create these programs for you. I want them to be useful. I want them to be relatable. I want them to be something that you can really sink your teeth into and make your own. And I'm really confident that all three of these programs are exactly what every family needs to tighten things up, feel more connected, more productive, more cooperative inside of the family system. So yay, go check it out. Talk to me, because one of the things you wrote to me about was in your family, growing a team mentality. So I've heard you say, you know, creating the team, letting them know you're on the team. So tell me more, tease that apart more for me and the listeners. Well, absolutely. Because truly, I I refer to us as Team Dalton, because we Hmm. are a team. We're more than a family. Every member of the team does their part to lift and encourage and support one another. If one member of the team is a no-show we got to figure out what to do here, right? We, we need to bring them back in. We need to lift them up and help them get back on track as well. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that has been, you know, something that I started when my kids were really little. As I mentioned earlier, I started my first business when they were teeny tiny littles playing at my feet. And even then, 
I wanted them to feel like they were a part of my inner world. And so I would say things to them like, oh gosh, you know, I have this giant stack of papers and they all need stamps. I need to stamp all these pages. You know, I just don't think I can do this on my own. And they, of course, would say, oh, I help. I help, right? Mm -hmm. And even at 16 years old, they still say, I help. They say it in other ways, but they Mm -hmm. still want to be a part of it. And I would bring them in and I'd say, okay, can you stamp all these papers? And they would start stamping and I'd say, oh my gosh, this is such a big relief. This is such a big help to me. Now, truth be told, those pages didn't be stamped. Mm -hmm. I didn't need those stamped at all. I just wanted them to feel like they were a part of it. I wanted them to feel like they were part of of the business. I wanted them to feel like they were part of what I was working on. So they didn't feel excluded. And that has continued. Even today with my 16-year-old and my 13-year-old, they come to the office from time to time. They help make boxes. They help prep for launches. They help, you know, with shipping and doing things like that because they truly feel like they're a member of the team. And I think it really is this idea of, you know, letting them see behind the curtain, letting Mm -hmm. them see that mom doesn't have it all together and mom doesn't need to have it all together. We need to work together to build this team mentality and come together and work. And so a lot of that really comes from communication. You know, I really, instead of just telling your kids what they need to do and how they need to do it, creating a conversation around that. Well, here's the tasks that I think need to be done. What, what, do, you, what do you think you could be really helpful in? What do you think mm-hmm. you could help with? How do you think you could help with this? Letting them have ownership really does allow that buy-in that we want. Yeah. So for me, one of the ways that I do this on a regular basis is I do Sunday planning with my family. So we do team planning every Sunday. We get together, we all bring our calendars and our planners, and we meet together and we talk about what's going on for the week. What's happening this week? When do we have you know volleyball practice? When do we have play rehearsal? Those types of things. Mm-hmm. And they get written down. And my kids are responsible for getting themselves ready. So Kate has to have her knee pads ready. She has to have her volleyball ready to go. She knows, and she can look at this calendar that we had, this weekly kickstart notepad that I use, where she can see, okay, four o'clock on Tuesday, I gotta be ready for volleyball. She's responsible for herself. So I'm setting her up for success by having this meeting. And then in this meeting, we talk about, okay, you know, Jack, what do you have going on for school this week? Kate, what do you have going on for school? And, you know, we all have times where things are a little bit crazier. So Jack just got finished with his play And um, during that play, you're gearing up for that. He had play rehearsal every night until like 9.30 at night. Mm -hmm. So part of this team planning was, okay, Jack has play rehearsal till 9.30, 10 o'clock at night each night. What are we going to do to support him? All right, Jack, what are the chores you're going to need help with? Okay, Kate, what what chores are you going to help Jack with? All right, I'm going to take this chore on. You know, John is going to take care of this chore. We're going to work together to support you so you can focus in on your play and your schoolwork. And then the next week, it might be that Kate has a volleyball tournament, and then we all kind of take turns. So there's this ebbing and flowing and this shifting of what we're doing to support each other every week. And that communication happens because we're meeting on a regular basis and talking realistically about what our week looks like. And that includes what my week looks like. This is a rough week where we work. We've got a launch going on. The kids are going to step up. They're going to be in charge of preparing dinners. They're going to be in charge of making sure that rooms are clean without me even asking, those kinds of things, you know, during those weeks. I love that. It reminds me in Positive Discipline, we call that family meetings, basically, what is what you just described. But I really appreciate the language around, okay, you've got this going on. How can we all support you? I think that that's so important. And just listening to you and what you do with your family really brings me back to, you know, starting at a young age is so key. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, results may vary. Um, <laughs> cause <laughs> I started at a young age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I know a lot of my listeners, um, are, you know, parents of teenagers and they're in the muck, you know, yes. it's challenging. The teen years are hard and there's so many different things that can show up and throw a wrench, even in the most, well, well before I go there, I also want to acknowledge that, listening to you talk just about how you have invited your kids in to supporting you in your business. I don't know if you know this, I want to make sure that listeners are connecting these dots, but you know, something that is a cornerstone of positive discipline is human behavior is motivated by belonging and significance. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And when I hear you talking like about all of these things, including the team meeting, including inviting them in to support you in your business, I am just thinking about those buckets, right? The belonging and the significant bucket is like overflowing. And yes. how we show up in the world, we meaning humans, show up in the world so much better when we have that rock solid foundation. So I just want to acknowledge that in what you're sharing. Now, it's so, you know, I know one of the things that you were talking about um, earlier was like goals being a destination mm -hmm. and supporting ourselves on the journey to get there. It's so common for our teens, you know, as individuation, you know, kind of 
(laughs) draws them in as a very developmental (laughs) experience, Mm -hmm. one of the pieces of that is, well, I know it all, right? Right. Um, Oh, yeah. And when it comes, it's so interesting in my own personal experience right now, there is so much resistance when it comes to goal setting and planning. So what tips do you have around communicating with teens not just about setting and striving to meet their goals, but specifically when, you know, if listener, you know, if somebody's listening and they're like, well, I didn't start this when my kids were young and now I'm at this really discouraged place and I want to create this team mentality and I want to invite my kids and support them in future planning and yet they're mm-hmm. bumping up against resistance. Yeah, because actually, you know, a lot of that that goal setting and you know project planning, which basically that's what goal setting is. A lot of times for our teens is is project planning for you know projects they have going on at school or for Boy Scouts or you know the different things that they have going on. Um, that's a really big part of what our team planning is: is sitting down and saying what projects do you have going on, and then I don't tell them how they need to map it out. I don't sit down and say, okay, well you need to get this done by Tuesday and this done by Thursday, and then next week you need to work on this. I have them choose how they're going to do it. I want them to test things out. I want them to try things out. I want them to test the boundaries of what they know. And they'll come up with an idea and I'll say, okay, you know, I'm not sure if that's going to work or not, but let's let's see, let's test it out. And then part of what we do the following week is a reflection. Mm-hmm. How did that really work out for you the way that you mapped that out? You know, instead of me saying, well, you did that wrong, or I don't like the way that you have this planned out, I give them a little bit of autonomy, which really is what teenagers are wanting. They yeah. want to have the the room to stretch and grow, and they don't want to be told what to do all the time, <laughs> even though sometimes you're like, you just really need to be told what to do. Yeah, please just but do they, what I they, say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It'll exactly. work out better That's for you if you so just tempting. do what I say. <laughs> right? <laughs> But the thing is, is by allowing them to test these things out and by allowing them to see their own strengths and their weaknesses and giving them the grace to have that reflection over it and not tell them, like, I told you that wasn't going to work. It really does allow them that ownership. Again, it comes back to that idea of letting them buy in and letting them have ownership and feel like they have some control over their lives. The truth is that's what everybody is really looking for. Mm -hmm. They want to have a little bit of control. They want to feel like they have choices. And when we are continually making those choices for them, it's, they feel like they don't have any control and And they'll take it where they can get it. They'll take it where they can get it. And the other thing is we want to train our kids to be able to make the big choices when it matters. Right. So allowing them some of that leeway to make the smaller choices gives them that confidence. It shows them the breadcrumbs of, you know what? I can make good choices. I've made good choices in the past. Mm -hmm. So when a big choice comes, whether that's drugs or alcohol or doing things that are not appropriate or right, all those things, they're able to make choices because they've already been conditioned to choose and to feel like they have ownership. Mm -hmm. And so they're not scrambling for control in other ways that are unhealthy. Right. And they still might make bad choices. We all make bad choices yeah. from time to time, yeah. right? Even as parents, we all make bad choices, yeah, but, but it's the, a learning opportunity. Yeah, totally. And the, what I'm hearing and like what I am present to that you're nurturing through all of this is some really deep connection and kids feeling really seen so that when things do go sideways, we've got a situation where our kids are willing, more willing, I won't say are willing, but the likelihood- <laughs> Not always fully willing. <laughs> the likelihood that they'll come to us 
when yes, get really real and really scary, mm-hmm. you know, is just, we're amplifying that. And I really appreciate that. Yes. And I love what you said about let's try it out. That's totally very positive discipline. We talk about let's try it for a week, like literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll yeah. see how it goes and we reassess and reevaluate. And I think that I just want to drive this home for parents and myself because we've definitely gotten off the routine of our weekly family meetings. And it's you, this is the perfect timing for this interview because I'm making a declaration right now. <laughs> it's coming back. And it's exactly what my family needs. But that weekly check-in is so, so powerful. So, so powerful. Yes, I really think it is. And this is a thing that to me, what good productivity does is it does allow us to deepen our relationships. It gives us that time and that space and creates those opportunities for us to deepen those relationships, to allow things to really run seamlessly, to build in some healthy habits for our kids that really allow them to live a life that's more intentional where they are choosing these things. And I think that's truly one of the things I love most about teaching people about productivity is that's at the heart of it. It really is about intentional living and, and creating a life for you and your children that has meaning. Yeah. Love it. So you also talk about letting go of balance. Yes. And I love mm-hmm. this permission, by the way. Why Thank you. does mm-hmm. this serve us and how do we navigate it without being in the massive swing of too much or too little when it comes to holding space for our family? Yes, I love this question because we are so often in this pursuit of balance. We hear it all the time, like, oh, you need more balance. My balance is out of whack. We get so caught up in this idea of we need balance, but balance is a myth. First of all, it doesn't exist. And second of all, even if it did exist, we don't really want it. Truly, we don't want it. If all things in life were perfectly even, we wouldn't be moving in any true direction, no direction that we are actively choosing. And if you think about it in terms of like riding a bike, Yes, you need perfect balance to ride a bike and go on the same old path you've been on, right? But if you want to choose to turn left, you have to go out of perfect balance. You have to lean over to the left to turn. You can't stay, you know, leaned over too long. You'll fall down. You'll scrape your knee. You have to counterbalance and right yourself back up. If you want to turn right, you're going to lean over to the right, and then you have to counterbalance. And that's really what we want. We want to let go of this idea of balance because to be able to grow into a priority, to really be able to lean into a goal, to to be able to have like the growth that we want in certain areas, it means that area needs more time, more focus, more of our attention, right? It needs more of our energy. And that comes from somewhere else. So we have to lean into it Now, we can't stay leaned for too long. We have to counterbalance. So maybe for our work goal, we're focused on work for, you know, one quarter of the year. So for a couple of months, we're focused on a work goal and we're leaning a little more heavily in that. We don't want to stay there. We want to counterbalance and then lean into some family time Mm -hmm. and really give that a a bigger priority, a, a bigger chunk of our time and then lean back. And it's this ebbing and flowing, this leaning and counterbalancing and leaning and counterbalancing. That's the harmony we want because truly what life needs is flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned this earlier about that life is a, it's a mess, yeah. right? I mean, that's just how life is. It's messy. There are times where it's great. There are times where it's terrible. There are times where things go smoothly and times where things go bumpy. And having harmony allows the grace. It allows the flexibility for real, true life to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Because there are times where things are are out of our control, where things are happening with our kids that we have to shift really quickly and lean into that priority because, oh my gosh, you're not turning in your homework for three months? What's been happening? Or whatever it is, we need to lean into that and let go of the other things. And if we're so busy pursuing balance, it feels impossible, right? Well, I got to give equal amount of times to work and to my family and to home and to all these things. We have to let go of that. It's okay to lean. Let's lean and counterbalance. And let me tell you, I wish three months of no homework was the biggest challenge that I was dealing with right now. (laughs) I'd take that any day. (laughs) Tell me, Tanya, what's your podcast about? So my podcast is Productivity Paradox, and they're designed to be really every season we have a theme. So right now the theme of the season is the joy of missing out, and I'm doing it like a call-in style this season. So I like to change things up where I'm talking to real women, and actually these past couple weeks we've been talking about delegating with your kids and building that team mentality with your family and things like that. And then, you know, I've had seasons on systems. So really it's all designed to work together. I think of it I used to be a teacher. So I think of my podcast seasons like curriculum, just like you would if you were taking a course. So we start at the beginning with kind of some of the the stumbling blocks and the things that we're struggling with. And throughout the course of the 13 episodes, we get to an end point where it's like, oh, this is how I can take back my Friday, or this is how I can choose how I spend my weekends, or this is how I can do whatever it is I'm wanting to do. And so um, I love doing the podcast. It's a great opportunity for me to really uh, pour myself into my listeners and help them really achieve that best life that we're all looking for. Love it. Are you a coach too? Do you work one-on-one with clients? I don't work one-on-one. I have in the past, but I do courses now. So I do kind of group coaching more than just individual one-on-one coaching. Awesome. Well, I have one last question and it's the one that I always end with. So in -hmm. the context of productivity and team mentality and all that we've spoken about today, what does joyful courage mean to you? I love this question because I think joyful courage to me really means the ability to stand up, to feel confident in your choices Mm -hmm. and to live the life you really want. Because here's the truth, you know, living a life that's centered on your priorities and letting your priorities sit front and center every day is a choice. And it's not always an easy choice because people will question it. People will pull you in different directions, wanting you to say yes to things when really you should be saying no. And so really joyful courage is standing tall and standing true to what is most important to you. That makes me, I'm like sitting up really tall right now listening to that (laughs) response, Tanya. Thanks. (laughs) Beautiful. Where can listeners find you and follow your work? Yeah, so you can find me at tanyadalton.com. So that's Tanya with an O and a Y. You can find links to my podcast there. You can also find links to my book, The Joy of Missing Out, um, as well as the products that I offer. You know, like the team planning that I do with my family, I use a weekly kickstart notepad that I offer. So all of that is available there at tanyadalton.com. Yay, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks so much for having me. Ah, thank you again for listening. I so appreciate you and all the feedback you provide me about how the show is landing for you. Of course, I would be honored for you to take advantage of some of my paid offers, including the mentioned holiday sale, but also coaching or joining the Patreon community. But also it matters so much when you simply leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to the show. As more and more people search for shows that are meaningful to them, your reviews will get this show in front of new listeners. And I would deeply, deeply appreciate that. 
All right, friends, have a beautiful, beautiful day. As always, you can reach out to me with questions or feedback, Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I so, so value everything you share with me and um, just looking forward to connecting. Have a beautiful day. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.